0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Very, very excited about our guest today because it is a topic that I love to just speak about and learn about. I think she's going to teach us a lot today. My guest today is Karen Chung, and she is a an energy worker and a healer who works at the frequency level. So we're going to learn today about our possible distortions and disturbances of our frequency patterns. Like what is that, right? And she's going to teach us how she works with those patterns with people. Um, We're also going to learn a little bit. I'm going to ask her to talk about how the cells and DNA communicate through frequency with our bodies Um, and just really talk to her a little bit about how does she see these frequencies? You know, how did, She learned how to do this? How did she clear her own disturbances? I'm really curious about that. Um, Her key focus of her work is looking at what is behind reality as we see it and what makes up our reality. She's able to perceive frequencies that are us and what conditions these frequencies are and how they act as a bridge between the physical level and the spiritual level, which is much less dense than our physical world. And at the level of the spirit, she's able to work. and help our clients release long held energetic blockages that may interfere with their ability to live full and happy lives. So as you're listening to this interview, I want you to think about uh, what have been what are your long held energetic blockages? What are the things like in life that you just are seeing these patterns, you can't break through it, Um, whether it's in relationships in food, your body, um, it could be maybe addictions of other substances, maybe it's you're always landing the wrong job, or you're always running into really confrontational people, or, you know, maybe something is happening within you. So I'd like you to listen to this interview with those ears. And uh, let's get her on here. So we can actually learn about these frequencies. So Karen, welcome to the path 11 podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, April. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I I really loved your website. First of all, I just, you know, kind of want to jump in there because I love that you just have so much free stuff on there. You have like some short videos, some long videos. You give um, examples. You bring us through a meditation. And I felt like I learned so much, you know, before actually meeting you here. And it's precise and it's clear. You're a great teacher. So I just really appreciate that about you. So I'm really curious to just hear a little bit more about your background, um, how you got into this work, and would also really love to hear when you got into this work, how did you begin to clear your own disturbances of frequency so that you could get to this level to be able to see these disturbances in other people? Because I find that really fascinating.
1: Yeah. Uh, Wow, that's like a like a, uh, two big questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I, um, I think you're one of the first people I met who paced as fast as me. So <laughs> I will, um, meet you. So let's see, I'll start with, um, me because then that will take you, uh, that will answer, that lead into your second question. So, uh, when I was a kid, I could uh, discern different things that other, I just assumed everyone could perceive what I did. So I could, um, I had this strange ability to, when I met somebody, I could like see glimpses of their lives as if I were them, you know, like their homes, the people around them, et cetera, Um, I could always sense when people were telling me something um, that was going to happen. So I could always sense future possibilities around someone. So like say my parents' friends were coming over and they were talking about work and an issue they were having and what an outcome they thought they were going to achieve. I would know intuitively right away. I'm like, that's not gonna happen. It's gonna be this instead. And um, so of course being a little kid and not having filters, I would just blurt out whatever or, and people would always find it a little bit weird and um, especially if I would do things like I could always sense when someone was meaning something other than what they were saying. So we've all had experiences, I think, where we've you've met somebody and they're telling you something. You're like, that's not quite right. What, what they're telling me is something, but I'm feeling something else behind that. I'm not sure what it is, but it's something. And I could always discern that. And so, you know, when you're your little child. You don't really have that many filters or you haven't learned that. So what I was just say, like, well, I don't believe you or you actually are kind of angry or, <laughs> instead of being happy or whatever I would say. And it would make adults really, really uncomfortable. So I just stopped. So I would stop sharing that sort of um, feedback with people. And as a result, my natural whatever you call inclinations abilities went a little bit dormant for or a lot dormant for the rest of my childhood into my teens and then really when I was about in my um, early 20s I got really sick and I had a health crisis which is uh, something that is uh, very common for a lot of people who um, come down the path of spiritual or Growth or personal development. There's usually something I find that catalyzes people into seeking for something else, and that catalyst for me was a health crisis. So, I uh, I had uh, I was really um, uh, like rife with this really terrible eczema. So, have you ever had a mosquito bite where it's on the on a knuckle or um, the back of a knee? or anything like this, where it's really, really itchy. So I had that everywhere, from like my neck all the way down to my ankles. And so I was scratching kind of incessantly. And if you have ever had a mosquito bite in any of those places, it can kind of drive you a little bit crazy because you're just itching all the time. You can't stop thinking about anything about other than how itchy that thing is. So because I was scratching so much, I couldn't sleep. My skin was weeping all the time, so my clothes would stick to me because of that yellow stuff that comes up and um i was just in a lot of pain and we were living in new york city at the time and i wasn't like i said sleeping because i was scratching all the time and i remember um one morning or very early in the morning where i uh, was awake again scratching and i was crying to myself and i remember saying to whatever was out there i didn't know what it was i was like i i can't i can't do this anymore i'm just not strong enough it has to stop and so that was the first time that i ever really considered taking my life cuz now it had been like weeks and months of non sleeping so i was just emotionally fraying all over the place and um my husband chris uh in the next couple of days he actually looked at me and he said you we have to you can't do this anymore i, I can't take it i i i can't take watching you suffer and you are just dissolving basically like turning into a hot mess literally and I knew it and he said so we're going to send you to um, an acupuncturist that your aunt has recommended all the way over in Edmonton Alberta Canada which is in the prairies of Canada um, and uh, to see this acupuncturist to see if he can help you we don't know but you're just going to quit your job and you're going to go So, and I, of course, protested because I had gone to see people. I mean, it wasn't just like lying there totally in victim state. I mean, I had gone to see different specialists, right? I'd seen Western specialists. I'd seen different acupuncturists. And I had just gotten worse and worse and worse. So I was just like, well, is this one really going to help me? And so he was like, we have to try. So within a week, I was on a plane off to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And within five weeks, being treated by um, just cups and needles, uh, I had turned from a totally uh, suicidal person at that point um, and physically just a wreck to somebody very close to who you see now in front of you, which is like vital, healthy, vibrant. And um, I couldn't quite believe it. And that is what prompted my search. I was like, what is there beyond the scene, beyond the physical that we can't perceive with our eyeballs that creates what we think is solid and real? What is it? And so that prompted that same question for Chris, my husband, because he, he, was, he, just, he saw such a stark difference, like the person who got on the plane and the person who came off the plane was so dramatically different. He was just like, what happened? So anyway, we, saw, we were on a very um, heavy seeking journey, as many people are, for over 25 years, almost 27 years. We learned all kinds of different modalities. Uh, there's some um, kind of um, not great stuff out there, and there's some really powerful stuff out there. And uh, we went deep into some modalities, learned different things. At this point, we'd moved to San Francisco, California. Uh, We had started our real estate business. So we were using our spirit modalities to help us um, because we were using energy and all the sort of things that we'd learned. Um, And also, we were doing a lot of um, what I would call third dimensional or 3D coaching, like more standard coaching stuff, right, to help our business. But we kept feeling like we were hitting the ceiling. I was like, I keep hitting the ceiling, I keep hitting the ceiling in terms of how much we were um, able to produce as a team. Like we were, I was watching other people who were also real estate agents who were kind of, you know, not that nice people doing very, very well. And we would work hard for our clients and we would do well, like we were doing, we were successful, but we just kept hitting the ceiling. And then physically I kept hitting that same ceiling. And I was like, what is going on? And at the same time, Um, despite doing well uh, financially, we, I felt like we didn't have enough. So I was always driving us to produce more because I really just felt like I wouldn't have enough. And um, so I made Chris kind of crazy and our team kind of crazy. And then one day um, after a journey that I uh, took to France on my own, um, which is another different story, (laughs) I came back to see my acupuncturist in California And um, the the first day I came back to help manage my body and what she said to me was, have you ever heard a frequency work? And when she said that time, and I literally was turning to the door, like we'd finished, I was leaving, I was turning to leave. And when she said that time went really super long and I can remember like every angle as I turned and time hadn't done that for me before. So I was like, Whoa, what is that? And I turned back around to her in regular speed and I said, I don't, but I need to, and that's what began my um, journey with frequency work. And there's only there was only two people at the time who were doing uh, frequency work. And um, uh, what happened for me is as soon as I and I'm you know I'd done a lot of spirit work, like I'd done a lot of energy modalities. So when people say they can do certain things, I'm skeptical, right? I'm open, but skeptical. I'm like, really? Can you really do that? <laughs> a lot of people say a lot of stuff, right? But as soon as I heard um, this person's voice, I was just like wow. Okay. This for me is my way. There's many paths to the same thing. For me, I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. And so for, and that was like in end of July, 2015. And because I'm the type of person I am, I'm pretty intense. And um, so I was just like uh, removing distortion, my distortion patterns very, very like intensively. And also consciousness is rising. So um, I wasn't trying to have this ability that I have now. I was, what I was doing was clearing my own crud you know like all these distortion patterns that were around me because really I just wanted to be free of these feelings of scarcity and like have my body heal I was just like I just want to get out of whatever I'm stuck in and so that's what I was doing and then in about two, uh, December of 2017, I was in Sedona, actually. I went, I went to go for a retreat, but didn't end up going there. I didn't end up attending the class. I'm Asian in descent. And so for a Chinese person to pay for a class and then not attend it is like <gasps> sacrilege. <laughs> it's like all this value being chucked out the door. So all my, my ancestral, ancestral patterns were like going crazy. But I was like, that's not for me. And it was supposed to be a 12-day thing. I ended up meditating by myself and then one day, and I've never done this since, but one day I went into a very deep um, nine hour meditation. It's not required, but that was my experience. And that is the first time that I was able to raise my frequency resonance up to the point that I was able to pierce what I call the veil of forgetting and merge into source where there was no I anymore. There was only this a profound knowingness that everything was me and I was everything. And I cried for the first 15 minutes. Like, like sitting him alone in, on this couch in this studio, okay? So from the outside, I probably looked like a total loony bin. But that's okay. I just cried for like 15 minutes because I couldn't believe that I'd forgotten that I was connected to all this and this is me. It's like forgetting that you have a hand or like forgetting that you have to breathe. And then I laughed. Because I I couldn't believe that I'd forgotten. I was like, it was like this huge joke almost. So, um, and after that uh, particular experience, I felt, I mean, I wasn't thinking. I just knew, I was like, I didn't have to seek anymore because I'm part of everything and everything is part of me. So everything is accessible. There's no secrets in the oneness. Everything is accessible to us. We've just forgotten. So after that point, um, my, what I would call my abilities came in because I, I, I mean, I could perceive the veil of the illusion. I was like, whoa! It's almost like a you could put your hand through a wall or something. Or like the like I was in Sedona. So I started going hikes every day, and I was looking at the beauty of the landscape, thinking, Oh my God! What an amazing, incredible, spectacular illusion that we have created for ourselves in order to grow and learn. Like, how lucky are we? And um, from that point forward, people started asking to work. with. I didn't ask them. They just started showing up and asking me. And I was really nervous at first. So I was like, I don't know, can I do anything? And so um, I started work on them and they kept coming back and they were changing and I was changing. And so that is how frequency work began. So frequency work isn't something learned. It is something, um, at least for what I've noticed, it's only a very small handful of people so far that I know of that can do it. I'm sure there are more, but I don't know of them. Um, and it really has to do with how high your frequency resonance is. This is not a mental game. This is so far beyond the mental. This is about consciousness. Okay? So it's a much higher resonation. So as a result, I had to clear my distortion patterns. So Because those are heavy, they create um, a bogging down in terms of your frequency resonance. As that frequency resonance goes up, higher and higher, you start to recognize your own brilliance, get to experience embody it and embody it. Your life starts to change in all kinds of amazing ways. And if you get high enough, um, some of us will, then you are able to perceive on the frequency level and then be able to help others release their distortion patterns. So that was a long answer to your two questions. I hope I answered them.
0: (laughs) You did. You answered them both. And I have a tendency because I get so excited, especially with like topics like this, that I just start blurting out like five questions in one. And and a lot of my guests are like, okay, let's start with the first question there because there were about five in there. So it's really because of my enthusiasm and how excited I get about these topics. Sometimes my brain is just like, I want to pull all these answers from you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a question too about like um the high frequency because another teacher of mine um put it in a way um, and I don't know if it's the same thing, but I think it might be because some people can get caught up with like high vibration, low vibration, right? Like, oh, I take this class or I take this training and the teacher tells me my vibration will get higher. My vibration frequency will rise. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, it's not so much of being good or bad, but I had another teacher use the words, you can look at higher vibration as coming into closer proximity to the oneness, To the God. And it's like when you become closer to the oneness, um, that could be considered a higher vibration, but it really just means like you're closer to it as opposed to being so far away from it. Would you agree with?
1: I mean, again, it's all
0: verbiage and terminology, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all humans trying to explain something that is not, it's very difficult to explain a word. So what I would say is I'm going to give you two answers, okay, people, so hang in there with me. (laughs) Okay, so um, I'm going to explain the bandwidth. A frequency, and then I'll explain um, the the oneness and um, how we are as individual consciousness. Right. So, from my perspective, okay, this is for illustrative purposes only. Okay, the consciousness level that we are at at this current consciousness level, let's say, is from a, is in a scale of say zero to one hundred. Okay, for just illustrative purposes. So, there's two things that you need to know. One is we all are a frequency bandwidth. Within that zero to one hundred expression that is possible for humans. Okay, so with you are bandwidth, you're not a point, right? So let's just say you're from like ten to twenty on the, like that's your frequency bandwidth. Okay, now there are some days where you've slept really well, you've eaten really well, you've taken care of yourself, you've received acupuncture, you've meditated, you're feeling good. In that frequency bandwidth of ten to twenty, you're resonating closer to that twenty because you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. There are days that you have where you haven't slept well, you fought with your partner, your kids are going crazy, work is going nuts, whatever. Now you're closer to 10, right? Because you're just not feeling really good. And you can do practices that will raise you up in terms of your frequency bandwidth, right? So in that 10 to 20 range, right? So most people stay in this range. The thing with frequency work is that you can actually push that range up to 20 to 30, then 30 to 40. Why? So, this takes me to the next part of my answer. So we have this thing called distortion patterns. So, what is a distortion pattern? A distortion pattern is simply anything that keeps us separate from the oneness, okay? So right? So everyone thinks of distortion because of our language that it's bad, right? It is has a negative connotation to it. It is, however, anything that keeps us separate from the oneness. So the oneness, backing up even further, vibrates at a very high rate. And you know from having spoken to Dr. Bruce Lipton that everything vibrates. Everything. Everything is vibrating. So um, it just depends on the speed of the vibration, what that thing is. So for example, for water, right? When it's steam, the molecules vibrate very fast. And as the molecular vibration slows down, it becomes liquid water. And as that molecular vibration slows down even more, it becomes ice. So if you imagine that, but on a much more exponential scale, that is Frequency or um, vibrational level. Yeah. So the oneness or pure source, whatever you want to call it, the divine vibrates at an exceptionally high rate. We don't even have instruments to measure it. Okay. It's, It's extremely high rate of vibration. Anything other than the oneness is a drop in vibrational level. Even the oneness being aware of itself is a drop in vibrational level, why? Because in order to be aware of itself, there needs to be an individuation, like a little bit of a separation out of the oneness to be able to see itself as different. As that vibrational level drops, frequencies are created, because everything's vibrating. As that vibrational level slows down even more, that conditions what we normally would call energy. That becomes what we call our physical reality or physical form or physical matter. So it doesn't really matter what you do on the physical level. Okay, you can do stuff on the physical level, obviously, to impact things, but th- those things will shift to some degree and for shorter periods of time. But if you don't change the frequency, which is causing that physical reality, you can't. It's harder to sustain longer-term change. Okay, so it's funny. We just had a, a retreat. Um, just now we just gave a retreat here in Hawaii, and one of the attendees was saying, the thing about frequency work, and this is his words, not mine, is that actual change happens. I've done a lot of different modalities, and I can cope better, and I can handle my life better, but I don't actually change. Frequency work actually causes change, and that's because we're dealing with the distortion patterns on frequency level. So as I said, you have to be able to change the source of the problem to have the physical reality mirror that. So I'm going to ask you to Come with me one more time in terms of imagining something on a big picture level. So if you imagine the oneness right, vibrating again at its very high rate, from my perspective, what happens is these spheres of pure source energy or oneness energy, whatever you want to call it, come out of that infinite field. And that sphere is pure source energy or oneness energy, but it's vibrating at a very specific rate. That unique rate of vibration is what individuates us. It's what makes you you and me, me. It's simply a vibrational rate. As soon as you drop into embodiment, what happens, from my perspective, is that layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of what look like duct tape form around the sphere. Now, the sphere is perfect, okay? It is still pure source energy. However, its vibrational rate starts to slow down. Why? Because it's got all this crud around it right? All these layers of duct tape. If you've ever seen a ball of duct tape and imagine it really being really big, you can imagine that it starts to weigh down the sphere. So the sphere starts to not only drop its vibrational level, it wobbles, and it starts to forget that it's connected to pure source energy infinitely all around it. So those layers of duct tape are metaphors for things like um, your lineage patterns, right? This is what Dr. Bruce Lipson's work is. This is epigenetics, right? When you um, what your ancestors experienced are very much influencing how your d- genes express and how you choose, actually, whether you ever met those ancestors or not. That is true for frequency work as well. What your lineage or your ancestors experience in terms of their lifetimes in the on the frequency level is imprinted and is passed generation to generation. So a lot of distortion patterns that people have are the, patterns of their ancestors. There's also cultural distortion patterns, religious uh, distortion patterns. Even if you personally are not religious or your family is not, your lineage has been at some point. And then, of course, there are um, past lives. Those things all create those layers of duct tape. What happens when you do frequency work, which is really spectacular, it's an incredible time to be embodied right now. So what happens with frequency work is that uh, I can perceive those distortion patterns and what used to take a lifetime sometimes to release can now be done in a couple of minutes. So I perceive them on frequency level or in spirit level, whichever you want to call it. I remove them out of the um, of spirit level. And then people have to be active, right? Cause you guys all have free will and accountable. You have to see it within yourself and then confirm, remove the pattern, which means that that is no longer mine. That's not true for me because it requires free will on your part. I can't take your journey for you. It's yours. But when you do that, it confirms, deletes it out of the field and then it's gone. So it's really remarkable. Some people have incredible change instantly. Others have it um, a little bit more slowly because they have more fear or they hang on or whatever. Everyone feels a difference. like Their perception of the reality starts to change. How much their physical reality changes depends on their rule sets, how much fear they have, how much surrender they can go into, how much they try to hang on to their identities, that type of thing. So anyhow, um, that is a long question answer to your question of like, what does it mean to um, in terms of frequency resonance? So there's the bandwidth, right? So when you go back to that bandwidth example, right? So say you're from 10 to 20, If you do frequency work and you release the distortion patterns that are running through you, your frequency resonance naturally buoys up because the sphere starts to vibrate faster. It has less crud around it because it has less crud around it. It can, like I said, vibrate faster. And then like a tuning fork, Right? It More crud drops off because the vibration level has risen. So more crud drops off. So it starts to vibrate higher and then more crud falls off because you want to do more work typically. So that's how frequency work works. And as a result, you can move from that 10 to 20 bandwidth, okay, up to 20 to 30 and then 30 to 40. And you can rise in consciousness. As you rise in consciousness, as, you, as your teacher was saying, you get closer and closer to experiencing pure source or the oneness or whatever you want to call it. You pierce the veil of forgetting. And that is spectacular because then you start to recognize who you truly are and your essence, which is infinite, indestructible consciousness.
0: Yeah, fascinating, you know, and, and of course, like you said, in the very beginning, right, I sit here and I'm like, Yeah, that's really cool. Does it really work? You know, like, there's, <laughs> there's the open minded skepticism of, okay, she could really release this pattern in a few minutes that I've been dealing with for 43 years, through my lineage through my ancestor lineage. And so like, I'll give you a, a real example right now, because I'm definitely I would say, trying to work on one of these distortions, and have been through my whole whole life. And it has to do with the fluctuation of body weight, right? So I've been doing and trying to come into closer proximity with the oneness inside of me, right? I've been working on the judgment, the shame, the shaming of the body, the judgment of the body, the frustration of, you know, losing weight and then gaining a lot of weight and not understanding it. And uh, it was a cranial sacral therapist that first taught me about epigenetics and introduced me to Bruce Lipton's work. And she said, you know, I bet your ancestors probably went through a famine and there probably was starvation, you know, within your family. So she said, I just want you to think about turning off those genetic markers in your body. So I'm in this cranial sacral session and all I'm doing is like trying to switch these light switch off, you know, like turn them off, turn them off, turn them off. And, you know, and, but didn't really work, you know, and I'm like, how do I how can I move through this? So now I'm taking a more conventional approach and working with um, a chiropractor that's, you know, probably going to do this elimination diet, right? No sugar, no caffeine, no this, no that, no this. And and let's like really get your body into a, a better space. Or they're also testing hormones, right? So like there's a part of me that like, lives in this world of energy and says, what emotions am I holding on to? You know, what's going on with the past life stuff. And then like, there's this other Western type of medicine, I don't know if chiropractors are considered to be Eastern or Western, that it's like, okay, well, maybe there are hormone fluctuations going in my body because I'm 43 now. But I have such a strong desire, being an an energy worker myself to try to bring the physical vessel into a place that doesn't feel so gunked up, you know. And so, like, I'm with you, I hear you, I want this so bad. And I'm like, and I can, I can feel it from an energetic perspective, because the physical vessel right now just like feels weird. And uh, this past um, month, like I started going through a health crisis myself, and I understand what's going on. And that has pushed me into taking the diet a little more seriously, and really seeing my physical body as a messenger of love. And, you know, with all of these platforms that I have of really allowing the physical body come into this alignment and oneness, so I can utilize. My platform in such a, a, a more productive way, I guess you could say. So I feel like the willingness is there. The awareness, maybe there's I have some awareness, but maybe I don't have like the deepest awareness that I need to really take that duct tape off and like finally just like be one with the light. So And I I don't think my story is unique. I I have talked to so many women, um, you know, that have gone through the struggle that are going through the struggle. And sometimes my friends and I are like, we're just saying the same stuff over and over. So um, yeah, so maybe you can talk a little bit about maybe the energy distortion of the physical body and weight. And if there's any advice that you can give me, um, I am all ears.
1: Yeah. So I have a similar journey to you. I think most women do. Okay, so food is very charged, especially for women, extremely charged. And um, I had a, I was bulimic when I was a teen. Okay, so I understand uh, uh, food and the body shame around it and um, how I wanted to be like, I'm not a particularly thin girl, like I never have. And all the popular girls were like tiny, thin, women with like, I don't know how they had big breasts, but they did somehow. I was like, how do you, how are you so thin with big boobs? I don't even understand how it's possible, but somehow that happened for you. And I would just never fit in, you know, I'm like broad shouldered, muscular, you know, I'm just like, great. And, um, and I tended to, towards heaviness. So I understand your struggle. And um, so I'm going to answer your question in a number of ways. So first, and this is going to seem, I, don't know, I apologize in advance, but this may be irritating. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just telling you in advance. So the first, okay. Whether it's money or a different body shape or a partner, that yearning creates polarization within our frequency field. Why? Because you have this, like this knowing that you want this thing. It impl- it the implicit with it is that you don't have it. Okay. Because you want it. It's scarce. It doesn't exist for you. So you look outside of yourself for it, and then you start to chase it, right? That's At least that's what I did, okay? I'm not saying you, I. I that's what I did. So I started to chase it, and I would do all these crazy diets, and I would like half-starve myself. Like, this is a while ago, right? So I, I don't want to do that anymore, but you know, I'd overexercise, all that stuff to try and like get to that thing that I always thought I wanted to get to, right, which is a smaller body. The yearning does a couple of things. One, it creates polarization because you it it, it reinforces that sense of scarcity, right? That you don't have it. It also reinforces low self-worth. I'm not worthy of having this, of having this peace and ease and love of my body. It's actually not there at all. Like I want to have it, but I don't. It also takes you out of the present moment in linear time. So I know a lot of people talk about the present moment, right? There's a lot of stuff in like the new age community about the present moment. Okay, I'm just going to talk about time because it's really, really important in a way that most people don't understand. There's two forms of time. This is an advanced topic. So if you don't understand what I'm saying, just be in the sound of my words, right? It's enough. Things will start to change. So there's two forms of time, like I said. There's what I call linear time, right? Which is what most humans exist in, where we have a past, present, future. And we do this because our brains can't handle the second kind of time, which is what I call the eternal now. Everything on spirit level exists in the eternal now. Everything. So it's kind of like the everythingness. And then present our mo- linear time runs like a train over a horizon. Okay? It just sits on the surface of the eternal now. That's why if you go to a reading, for example, for so- and you, somebody's channeling something, like not embodied, and you ask... And they say, oh, this is going to happen for you. You're going to meet the love of your life or whatever they tell you, right? It doesn't really matter. And you ask, well, when? And they say, well, now. Well, they say now because there is no linear time where they are from. They are, everything is in the eternal now. We've just forgotten. The eternal now vibrates at a higher resonance than uh, linear time. Linear time is created by our brains because our brains can't handle infinite. Like it's very hard to conceptualize infinite. I mean, you can feel it, but mentally to understand it, very difficult. Okay. So our brains compress the, each moment, which is a present moment, which you can like, it's almost like a wormhole. You can like dive right into it. All these possibilities can happen down that one present moment time. Okay. So, but our brains kind of string kind of like on those old school celluloid film. Yeah. Where you had like frames on a piece of celluloid and then they speed it up by, pulling the reel through the projector, our brains are the projector. They create past, present, future. It creates linearity. And because we're all doing it, like so many of us as humans, this consciousness that we have, these brains are creating something called linear time. It doesn't really exist except for humans. So why am I telling you all this? Because when you are in yearning okay, or non-neutrality, which is very normal, it's human, okay. so I'm not busting anyone's chops here. When you're in that, you come out of the present moment of linear time, okay? Because you're in the future. You're like, I really wish I were like this. I really, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of beating yourself up. You're either in the future or you're beating yourself up from what you did in the past. You're not here in the present moment. Why is that important? In the present moment, that's the gateway to the eternal now. You have to raise your resonance to get into the eternal now, but it's the gateway. It's also the place from which you co-create your reality right? Dr. Bruce Lipson, Dr. Joe Dispenza, they talk about this all the time. When McTaggart talks about this, they turn, the, the present moment in linear time is the bridge to the eternal now where you and everyone has a lot more access to spirit. Why is spirit so important? Why do we care? The vibrational level on spirit level is way higher than the physical. So if you can tap into that higher vibrating thing, which you are in part already, Okay, but when you come out of the present moment, you don't have as much access to it because you can't feel it as much. You're in the yearning, right? The wanting. You come out of that and you can't influence your reality as much, which then reinforces the lineage patterns that you have of like disempowerment, the challenge with receiving the distortion patterns with regards to like almost like a like like almost like a, a, a rage that you can't you can't quite like why okay so that's a distortion pattern that's there and then you know because you have done all these different modalities okay i I probably need to surrender i probably need to do these other things physically right but it just causes this like tension because you have this polarization within you because you know that there's surrender and all these other modalities and you're probably going to be taken care of but yet at the same time you have this yearning that on the the frequency level causes like a like like a like a severe uh, polarization which causes Causes the thing that you want to be further and further away from you. Okay. So for you, because you are also um, intuitive, you also have a tendency sometimes, because you have this, um, and I'm sorry just to say it, but you have a little self loathing, right, for the body and disdain for the body. You're like, it's slow, it's heavy, it's not changing. What the hell? I kind of hate it sometimes. Like, why is it punishing me? Like, all that stuff that runs. As a result, not only are you not in the present moment, you tend to float out of your body. You actually hover right about here sometimes. Okay. So you come out of your body, because you're like, I don't like it. I don't like it here. It sucks, right? I don't like this pain. I don't like the emotion. Right. So you tend to sometimes float out and it feels better because you actually can be feel more expanded. So for you, what we would do is we would pull you back into your body, not to punish you, but to have you release this distortion patterns of all the the self-loathing, the disgust, like all that stuff. Right, that you keep and the disempowerment that for you is a big deal. You are a powerful woman. I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast. You are, right? You already know it. You already intuitively know. That's why you've been seeking. And the thing is, it's pissing you off because you're like, I'm powerful. Why can't I get over this thing? Right? It causes anger. So we'd release all that stuff, pull you back into your body get you into the present moment, have it be safe to be here. And then instead of floating outside of you, you can be inside of you, which is really important. I used to float outside of myself all the time, okay? So I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, a lot of intuitives do. But when you're in your body, the amount of change you can create is really huge because you're in the embodiment. You were here to experience the density. You also then can be in the present moment of linear time. Why? Because your body exists in the present moment only. It's our minds that create the future and the past. They don't exist. So if you can come into the present moment in your body, that is like a really strong like um, anchor into the present moment of linear time. The effectiveness then, when you release these distortion patterns and come into ease with the body, is huge. Because not only can you change in terms of your co-creation of the physicalness, The impact that you personally have on more and more people goes up because as your frequency resonance goes up from releasing the distortion pattern, your impact not only on yourself, those you love, those are close to you, those who listen to this podcast starts to increase. Your frequency resonance impacts everything. The higher your frequency resonance goes, the more impact you have on more people. It's like a magnet. It's sort of like, um, I've heard these stories of um, the Dalai Lama, right? Like he would, in the 80s, where he would go to South America, which is very heavily Catholic. And people wouldn't know who he was. Like the people who were cleaning the hotel or whatever, they didn't know who he was. And so when he would leave his room in the morning, you know, the cleaners would be out there cleaning. And then the next day he would leave and there would be like 10 of them. And then the next day he would leave his room and like the whole staff would be there just to watch him walk by. They didn't know who he was little brown man and some monk robes or whatever <laughs> why were they so drawn to him his frequency resonance is really high i mean whether you follow him or not or like him or not it doesn't matter it has to do with his frequency resonance the higher your frequency resonance the more magnetism you have naturally people want to entrain. and bruce Lipton talks about this a lot entrainment you want to entrain to the higher level order it is how we are wired as humans so you become more magnetic as your frequency resonance rises and the ripple effect that you have not, into, not only into, like I said, your family, your friends, your community, your podcast listeners, into humanity and then out into the oneness is spectacular. The higher your resonance, the more positive impact you have on everything, whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. And uh, Karen, it sounds so exciting. Like hearing you talk,
0: I'm like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And, you know, when you were describing, you know, like that self-loathing and that yearning, I mean... I could feel it, you know, like how you're describing. It's exhausting. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it really does when you're thinking about your body all the time or you, you're thinking about food or you think you put your clothes on in the morning and it's like uncomfortable. I'm totally lost out of the moment, you know, and yeah. you're 100 percent right. I mean, I have spent a lot of time out of my body. It's easy to go up and out. Um, and I remember early on in my 20s, I had an energy healer and she said, April, we got to pull you down into your low Lower chakras. It'll make you such a better intuitive. She's like, you know, it, I was afraid to come into the body because I thought I would lose my intuition, if that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. she said, no it will strengthen you because now you're connected to everything. So yeah. So again, I, I hear what you're saying and I love it and it makes me excited and it shifts my consciousness a little bit. And, you know, then the next question I'm sure everybody's asking is like, okay, but how, you know, and I know clearly it's like working with you and, you know, learning how to do that. So do you do one-on-one sessions or like, how do you, because here's the other thing, let me ask this. Um, When I was on your website, there's, um, I think it's the second video, second or third video, it's about 44 minutes long and you sit with a gentleman and you're talking and you're giving great examples. Um, You know, you gave the one about the lottery and the scarcity and how those people will just go through money, even if they have millions of dollars. And then you do a group frequency calibration. So if I were to listen to that, group frequency calibration with everything that I just learned from you, will that allow me the ability to clear some of this? Yes. And OK. And then the other question is, like, do you do one-on-one sessions with people? Sure. And what are you doing right now? So let
1: me know more about that. Sure. Thank you for asking. So um, in our culture, we're very focused on one-on-one. It's like, I have a problem. I want to handle it. right? So I need to talk to her in person. Which, So, so to answer your question, yes, I do give individual sessions. And what I'll say is there's tremendous power in a mastermind, in a group frequency calibration. Why? So a mastermind is when two or more beings come together. Okay? So it could be a, a negative mastermind, like something like a gang, right? Where like, or like a, uh, like a soccer stadium, right? People who are normally very uh, like kind, nice people, they go to like a soccer stadium. And then all of a sudden riots break out and everyone's going crazy and doing violent stuff that they wouldn't do. Yeah? So that's like an, an example of a negative mastermind. You can have a positive mastermind, which in this case, because it is coming together for the purpose of connecting or becoming more aware of our connection only to pure source and to release these distortion patterns, it's the highest level in intention. So as a result, you're meeting with the highest selves of everyone on that mastermind. And there's no accident, okay? Okay everyone on that call is there to release distortion patterns. So they don't know what they are yet, but I've had so many people write in and say, it was like you were talking to me. Like I was on that group call. Like, I don't know how many people were on that call, but I can tell you that it was like you were talking to me. Like every distortion pattern you hit was mine. And so, but the amazing thing about the group mastermind, a group frequency calibration is it has more momentum than you can generate on your own because it's all of these people and so as a result, it's like a spiral, right? It's actually all these people together starting to move at a faster and faster rate. And that momentum allows you to release these heavier, deeper distortions that you couldn't have necessarily on your own. So it sounds like what? But this is like the higher consciousness coming in, this new level of consciousness, where we start to remember more our oneness, where we have more access to these higher level frequencies. And we recognize that as a group together, if we come together with the right kind of group and you have a guide that's resonating high enough, you can be pulled through distortion patterns that you wouldn't have been able to get to. The other thing question people ask all the time is, well, why um, don't I have to participate live? You don't, because this work, you have to remember it's at frequency level. It's in the eternal now. It's in the timeless. It's beyond space-time. Okay? So I know that's hard for some people to conceive. However, when you listen to the recording, it's like I create a like a, a thread or like a tether from into the recording where it pulls you into the time moment of when that was given. Okay. So it's not like the distortions are in the recording or anything like that. You're just being pulled into the moment when the mastermind is given. So it's like you were attending live. Does that make sense? You're pulled into that moment. So that's how you receive the benefit of the work, just for people to understand that. So whether you listen to it in recording or you listen to it live, it really doesn't matter. And for most people who want to um, release different things, so from my own journey as well, April, like I have a lot of things around food because it's a really big deal. And also food and physical and like material abundance are often tied together actually because it's about being able to receive, being able to be worthy of receiving. A lot of times um, as that in, um, intuitive you worked with, um, Realize, a lot of times ancestors who have had a lot of famine, whether it's because something wasn't growing or because there was a war or whatever it is, puts us into a state of scarcity, not only of like physical food, but also physical uh, material wealth. Those two things are often intertwined. So anyway, there's a lot of stuff on there about food. You can listen to a lot of the group frequency calibrations. Um, Those are um, deliberately um, affordable so people can access them. Also, my podcasts I give one every week, and at the end of that particular interview, there's the work, right? So I give a group frequency calibration on that topic so you can start to clear those distortion patterns. So that's free. You can access that with no cost. You can do the group work, which is much more accessible, and then, of course, you can do individual work. So you can access me in any number of ways.
0: Awesome. And what's the name of your podcast? And I totally agree with you. It's a labor of love and it's our gift to humanity. Mike and I have been doing it since 2015 right now, you know, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's your podcast?
1: So um, my podcast is called Mastering Your World Through Frequencies. That's Mastering Your World Through Frequencies. And my handle is Spherical Luminosity, which is also my website.
0: Great. And we will put that in the show notes. And I'm so excited that I stumbled upon you and your work. And, you know, I'm really excited to get into this, to listen to it, just with the journey is, you know, again, uh, synchronicity, no coincidences that you have crossed my path at the perfect time that I'm working on this right now. So I feel like I now have another tool that I can bring into this journey. And two things that you mentioned. um, Sure you know, and then I guess we'll probably be signing off is that when you say, you know, it takes two people, when two people come together, the mastermind, and it reminds me of, I think it's in the Bible, when two or more are gathered in my name, I am there,
1: Mm,
0: you know? And then the other thing that you were talking about in like that here and now, Um, space of time is that, um, another quote that comes to mind is be still and know that I am there or be still and know that I am here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like connecting with that oneness, but in that stillness, not in that linear time that you were talking about, but in the, I forget the wording again that you (laughs) use, but you know, The eternal now, yes, the eternal now. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, so again, it's just, you know, it's interesting, it'll be said in different ways, in a different language and in different words, yet it is all the same thing. And that's what I love so much about each guest that I bring on, because I get to hear sometimes, not that it's repetitive, but it's a little bit of the same flavor. But you know, a teacher will come on like yourself, and will say something, and then like that part of it clicks in, and then another part of it clicks in. So Mm -hmm. it's all the same thing, but we need to keep hearing it. And we need to keep hearing it in different language in different words from different teachers because that's where I have seen in my journey things start to settle settle and stack up and then it's like and then it's like oh yeah now I get it so
1: exactly and we're always different when we hear different things so people who who listen to the podcast will go back and listen to it and because they've changed from doing the work they're like I totally missed this like this one thing, like you said it. I mean, I, obviously, I've been watching a recording, but it's totally different. So we also, what we can receive really depends on where we are in our journeys and what our frequency level is. And as you say, it's no accident when someone, when you, you find somebody, you stumble across your path and you're like, wow, that's totally, I mean, that's what happened to me in that acupuncturist office, right? I just like, wow, whatever that is, I know I need to follow that. So it's just whenever you're ready. So yeah, I guess there's another quote, right? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And the funny thing is,
0: I told you before we got on, guess where I'm going after this interview, acupuncture. <laughs> so again, perfect timing, but Karen, what a blessing. It was so nice to speak with you. And thank you so much for sharing your story, um, you know, being vulnerable with us here, um, sharing us, sharing with us your health crisis, you know, your issues as well, you know, to food and things that you struggled with, it just uh, you know it just helps to learn, helps us learn. So uh, love your energy, love the work that you're doing. I'm going to bookmark your podcast now on my phone. You know when you podcast a lot, I tend to not get a chance to listen to other people's podcasts because <laughs> I'm podcasting. But yours is definitely one that I would really like to listen to, and uh, I will definitely be downloading and listening to those group frequency calibrations. And I just feel hopeful. I feel really hopeful. So thank you, thank you, April. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone, take care. Check out her website in the show notes. And um, if you have any feedback, reach out to me, reach out to her. Would love to hear what you guys are experiencing with Karen's work. Take care, everyone. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that show. And don't forget to head on over to path11tv.com. Grab your annual membership for $59. Remember, that is 40% off the regular price. So I really want you to take advantage of our launch deal of $59. You get over 75 hours of content that we have on there. So head on over to path11tv.com. Take advantage of the annual membership. All right, guys, take care.